All right, we're back here with Olympic Coaching Podcast, and man, it, I miss this. We've uh, <laughs> we've had a little bit of a hiatus here, a little bit of a break, and so we're we're back here today talking about soreness. Uh, this is something that if you train or if you do a sport or you try to take care of yourself physically, at some at some point you'll probably experience soreness in your life. So uh, we'd like to educate you a little bit about it today. We want to talk about soreness. How much is too much? How should it affect your training? How should you approach it? What is it in general? Uh, so let's dive into this podcast today. All right. All right. So we are talking about soreness or even just like fatigue in general, whenever your body feels kind of broken down. So um, why do we get sore? Well, as we're, you know, training, doing different uh, movements, um, lifting different weights, running or whatever it is, um, we're breaking down that muscle fiber um, and it, it eventually is going to build itself back up. That's how we get stronger or get uh, or grow our muscles. But that breaking it down and um, everything that that causes um, inside our bodies is what's going to really lead to that soreness and um, lead to that stiffness potentially um, going forward. Yeah, yeah. You, Whenever you're training, you make these little tiny microscopic tears in your muscle, which is a good thing uh, because your body adapts. So when you put a, a demand on your body that's not used to, it sort of breaks you down a little bit. It builds back stronger and better able to meet that challenge or demand again. So it's a normal thing. It's a normal part of training ourselves, and it's a normal part of what we call progressive overload. You overload yourself with something so that you can meet that challenge again the next time you do it, whether that's weightlifting or whether that's uh, trying to build an entirely different new habit, like say you're trying to cook. I'm going to start by making a snack, you know, Um, something like that where you start to get more and more of a capacity to do that. Right, and that like kind of progression, you can really see that if you change up your workouts and do different ones, you may be a little more sore, even though you feel like you maybe did a little bit less work than normal, mm. um, just because it's different to your body. Your body hasn't really um, adapted to that new style of training potentially. Yeah. Um, so that's a big reason why you get new, like different soreness than typical if you change things up. Yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that's part of the a good thing to add into our training regimen. If you feel like you're sort of stuck, then adding something different in. If it makes you sore, then it's probably an effective dose. You're like, oh, wow, that that was something that my body wasn't used to. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. That can be a potentially really good for us. But so soreness is something that's that happens. And it's funny how like we typically don't feel sore immediately after. So that you can feel sore at different times. There's there if you're if you're kind of untrained or you haven't been training for a while, then you might feel sore the same day you do a workout <laughs> or you might begin to feel sore or you might get what's called DOMS or delayed onset muscle soreness where you feel fine. You're like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm good to go. And then like two days later, you're like, whoa, I can't move. <laughs> so it's kind of a crazy phenomenon. Um, but either way, the soreness comes and it does eventually go away. So um, how, you know, let's talk about like this soreness, like how sore is too sore? Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of wear soreness as this like badge of honor almost. Like they, <laughs> you know, like, oh man, I'm so sore. Like I worked out so hard. And like, yeah. there's some validity to that. Like you're working hard. But um, if 
your soreness and how you're moving is affecting other areas of your life. Uh, if it's negatively affecting your relationships or your work or different things like that, then, um, you know, that's not really the point of training is, mm-hmm. you know, your training and, um, your workouts are meant to like enhance your quality of life. And so if they're negatively affecting, um, other areas of your life, then maybe that's too sore. Maybe you're not recovering well, um, and mm-hmm. not, uh, actually gain the full benefit of what you could be from your workouts. Yeah, it's true. Um, there's, there's lots of things. There's lots of uh, signs that like you're too sore. Like if performance matters to you, if you're an athlete and you're trying to perform for your sport and if your training gets you too sore to be able to perform, then of course that's too sore. You did too mm-hmm. much and you overtrained. Um, if it's starting to affect your sleep or, uh, your joints start to hurt or, um, your appetite's affected, then that might mean that you're training too much, that your soreness is too heavy, it's been too much of a demand on your body. Uh, also, if your soreness just isn't going away, that's a sign that there there might be other things going on that's not allowing you to recover. Like it, you're, you're sore for more than a couple of days. Then it's like, wow, either this is the first time I've done this a while, which is kind of normal if you're sore for three days uh, before it really starts to go down if you are detrained, haven't trained in a while, but if you've been overtraining, you've gotten too sore, didn't give yourself a break, and it just doesn't go away, then you'll probably notice not only is the soreness not going away, but your sleep isn't good, you're dehydrated, you're struggling in a lot of areas. You might even have other things like headaches, joint pain, hormone stuff, and that, so that's just showing that there's too much of a breakdown that for your body to handle. Um, but yeah, like you said, like with the function of daily life, that gets tough. But then if you're not able to perform for your next training session, like let's say, you know, after two, three days, you want to hit something similar, a similar type of movement, and you just can't do it because you're too sore. Maybe you hit it a little bit too hard. And so you're, you're not able to get a better overall training regimen because you did too much in a single session. Right. If you have to increase the amount of rest days beyond a certain point because you're working out so hard on those other days, then, um, you know, spreading out that work over the entire week or um, however you program for yourself is going to be a lot more effective in the long run. It's true. I mean, I get it. There's some days I'm just excited to train. I'm like, man, I feel awesome. Like I'm rested and recovered. I'm good to go. I feel 100%. And like, I'm just with, you know, some friends in the gym. I just want to hit it hard. And at the end of that workout, I'm like, man, that was a great training day. And then I like can't get out of bed the next day. <laughs> I'm like, well, whoa, went way too hard. Like now I got to really try to come back and recover. But like with that rest day, like what's an ideal rest day um, or how many ideal sort of number of rest days to have or how can you sort of come back from it uh, if you are really sore? Yeah, if you are really sore, um, a, a big temptation uh, for me in the past has been to just do absolutely nothing, do as little as possible, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, sometimes maybe that's exactly what your body needs. But um, I think just getting out and either whether it's walking or jogging or um, playing a sport um, for some light activity, um, doing something to keep the blood moving in your body is going to be really effective and um, just to help you keep moving. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people also use um, like fitness trackers or different things that kind of help them like, um, understand how they're doing to kind of like 
take steps to mitigate overtraining. So mm-hmm. um, how have you seen like using different apps or different things affect your recovery and um, your training? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a constant learner, constant student of my profession. And so I, I love testing out different technologies, see how it can better inform uh, the programs that I make for myself or for athletes or other clients. And so um, fitness trackers can be really useful. You understand that uh, they all have sort of a degree of error, so it's not perfect, uh, but they can make you well-informed. So for example, if... Uh, your resting heart rate is elevated a lot higher than it's normally been, then that is a sign that you need to, you know, chill out. (laughs) You need to recover. You need to do less. Uh, You might also feel it in the, you know, symptoms of soreness, fatigue, or other things or other stress. And so it's just showing you're not in the best recovery state. HRV is one of the best um, indicators of recovery and your ability to perform. And so that's, just your heart rate variability. And that's most accurate if you're wearing a chest strap and you measure it as soon as you wake up in the morning and uh, while you're still lying down. But not everyone does that, so often they wear like the wrist wearable (laughs) and that is gonna have a a higher degree of error, but uh, you can still get sort of an idea. Um, And so it's not something to trust 100%, but you still can get sort of a, a ballpark number, an estimate for like, okay, it's lower than it's normally been, so that means I need to recover. And if uh, your respiratory rate is elevated, you're taking more breaths per minute than you normally uh, do, that just shows that your body's in a state of stress, just like the heart rate or the heart rate variability. Um, and so it just means you're breathing more because your body's trying to get more um, gas exchange going on to get uh, to deal with this, you know, this acid buildup, this, this, these, uh, accumulation of things that are in your bloodstream that it wants to clear out. So it's just kind of inviting more blood flow. Um, and so those are a few indicators. I mean, with the wearables and the fitness technology, they're really useful. Um, but with this, you know, ideally you shouldn't need more than one maximum two recovery days, but a recovery day doesn't necessarily mean that you do nothing, like you said. Like, if, in fact, sitting around doing nothing is probably going to make things worse because you, even if you're not sore the next day, you're stiff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, our bodies are designed to move. And so the more movement you can give your body, the better it's going to feel. And so on a rest day, that might mean that you may not train intentionally, try to overload your body. But you still do something active, you know, get outside, get out in the sun, do something active, like you said, like it's a sport or some kind of chore or something like that outside. Um, Just be moving intentionally, like walk and talk on your phone, whatever it needs to be. Um, And sometimes if you're part of a gym where you just like to go and be there, maybe that means you intentionally don't do a serious workout, but you just get on a like a bike there and you just kind of spin for 30 minutes so you just get some blood flow going so it allows your body to push blood flow where it needs to go uh, without overloading the tissues and making the soreness worse Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you're having to take more than a couple of rest days of you know light movement or no movement then you overdid it so okay so you uh, have been training pretty effectively for for many years Mm -hmm. Um, how often do you still feel like what what you consider kind of excessive soreness, like more than just the typical, like, oh yeah, I mean, I, I did a little training. How often do you feel something that 
um, is a little above average on for soreness? Uh, that's a good question. Um, if you've been training consistently, like you'll feel sore every week if you're doing some, you know, if you're doing like training is trying to maximize your fitness level where you're at. And if you're trying to change it up, uh, to make sure your body's still adapting to keep your metabolism high and working hard and everything. But, um, whenever it's a higher degree of soreness is whenever I'm doing something that's a different volume than I've previously been doing. Um, so let's say if I'm working on being strong, I'm going to have a lower volume of reps, a higher amount of weight, but then one day I'll just hit a certain area with a bunch of reps. Um, and then I'm sore for like two, three days. And so, and it just lingers, you know? And so like whenever I am struggling to sit down on a chair or, you know, like I'm moaning and groaning every time I get up and down or something like that, or if my gait, like the way I walk is affected because of my soreness. I'm like, all right, that's a higher degree of soreness than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not wrong to have that sometimes. Uh, but if you, you, if you push it too hard, then it can affect you in, in a lot of ways, which we've kind of already talked about. And we do need to bring up uh, how there is, so people are at the highest risk of really overdoing it are, um, you know, someone who's an absolute beginner who tries to start out in a, a program that's too advanced for them right now, or even more so, someone who was previously fit and jumps into a program that pushes himself like they are still fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so someone who was previously very fit got unfit, you know, whether that's over months or years, uh, and then they go and do something really intense, uh, high volume. You know, that high volume may not be necessarily high in their mind of what they may have previously been capable of, but according to their current capacity, it's high. Um, and so that's when something that's called rhabdomyolysis could happen. Um, and so that's a, it's a fancy term of your muscles are like dying <laughs> inside. So they're like breaking down and uh, literally like toxins are being released in your blood. So I don't want that to scare anyone. That's highly, like incredibly rare, but has seen it a couple of times. And so, um, and it's, it's a scary thing because it typically only happens in like major accidents, like a car accident where your leg gets pinned under something and then blood is cut off and it kind of kills the tissues, but it has happened in the fitness realm, um, before. And so, it's a, it's a scary thing, but also that just means like, okay, if you're a beginner, make sure you sort of ease into exercise. Don't overdo it, no matter how excited you are. Uh, it's good to start off with something that's attainable and just listen to your body. And then if you were previously like a pro, you know, like you were really fit and consistent, but you got really inconsistent for a while, then again, ease into it, listen to your body, don't go to failure on anything so that you don't get too sore. Right, and I think, yeah, at the beginning of a training block, um, whether you're working with a coach or if you're just deciding to do your own program, um, just being willing to accept where you're at that day. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if it was six months previous and you were a lot stronger or a lot fitter than you were before, um, just consider where you're at right there and decide to take steps forward. Yeah, Um, It's going to be a lot more effective to helping you avoid any problems like that. That's really true. I mean, I think a lot of coaches and individuals can get 
you know, so stuck on like, I have to complete the program, but really like when it gets to a higher fitness level, if you're willing to listen to your body and its own recovery, then you can actually over time build a better fitness rather than breaking yourself down and having sort of the endless cycle of like, push yourself really hard, get hurt, rest a while, get out of shape, then push yourself really hard, get hurt, rest a while again. (laughs) So but if you continue to listen to your body, those may not happen. Those cycles may not happen. And then you get more consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talking about consistency, if you are sore, you know, you you did work out hard maybe yesterday or a couple of days ago. Um, should you work out again? I think you could definitely work around soreness. So it kind of depends on your level of soreness. Like if you are, uh, especially like if in big muscle groups, you are really busted up or in your core you're really busted up where it's just like hard to do anything without feeling busted up, <laughs> um, then it might be good to like wait another day. But generally you can usually work around it. I would just recommend that you work another area. Um, like if your lower body is pretty sore, then focus on your upper body or, um, do something, you know, change up your exercise, change up your workout. Um, uh, so that's maybe if you're sore from strength work, maybe, uh, your body still needs time to recover before it, another significant strength day and so you want to work in a little bit more of a cardiovascular day where or an accessory day where you're working on just the little things that really help you move better and have healthier joints um, so there's always ways to work around it um so does that answer your question yeah yeah I think so. yeah i think there's always ways to work around it but we can always uh but if listening to your body if you feel too busted up then it's not wrong to rest or just kind of take an active recovery day. Right. Yeah. I think one thing you talked about was just kind of changing the the volume or changing, you know, what you're doing potentially. And I think that's a, a definitely an important thing for people to understand mm-hmm. as like, as you're going through it, um, you know, potentially if you're hitting a strength cycle and you're going day after day and just trying to get stronger, um, but you are feeling a lot of joint pain, you're feeling fatigued, um, consistently, maybe lowering that like RPE or rate of perceived exertion and um, maybe like the load that you're actually lifting, reducing mm-hmm. that a little bit um, to help you string together consistent training days um, throughout a week can be really effective toward the end of your cycle um, when you are potentially peaking um, for something. Um, being able to string those good days together um, is going to help you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that you mentioned RPE. That's, that's a good scale. It's like, it's just a scale of like on one to 10, how hard was that at the end of your workout? And if you have too many days in a row where you're like eight to 10, then that's essentially taxing your body in such a way that you're setting yourself up to getting hurt uh, or getting sick. (laughs) So, I mean, that's just signs of overtraining. And so um, with, the RPE, like it's related to your central nervous system. Like, and that's just like the inner circuit board of our bodies that helps us everything happen. (laughs) So it's from your brain to everything else. And so, um, if that gets overtaxed, then we start compromising in our focus, in our movement and in lots of other things. And so you get signs of overtraining, like your digestion's messed up, your focus is messed up, your joints hurt, your soreness isn't going away as fast as you want. Your sleep isn't is off. Um, you might catch a cold easier. You know, you're sniffling a little more. Uh, so these are all signs of overtraining that you need to watch out for. And so 
Um, usually like an RPE, like if I'm going on a scale of one to 10, like I'm only want a couple of days a week. Ideally, they're going to be like an eight to 10, like I'm maxed out on the floor, like dead <laughs> um, for a good stimulus. But you want to separate those couple of really hard days um, pretty far in the week few days in between so you can maximize those days to get the best out of them and other days you might change it up to be more of a, a strength day or like a slower pace day or more of a long cardiovascular day where uh you're you're not gonna have that eight to ten difficulty but it's kind of maintaining that base to allow you to go hard on the next day mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. yeah i think uh i hope i hope what people are hearing from this is that um, you know, you don't have to go hard every single day um, to get really fit or to achieve your goals, but um, it's also okay to work hard and to feel soreness. That's not a negative thing either. Yeah. So I hope you guys can see that somewhere in the middle is yeah. what uh, we're shooting for. Yeah. So. If you're not getting sore, you're not working hard enough, you're not going to see a change. And so if you're working out and you don't get sore, then you need to change up your workout and work a little harder. If you're getting too sore, then find a happy medium where you can dial it back a little bit still get some good fitness gains so all right this is good man we can get sciencey on this sometimes but we love it we're passionate about this and uh man we love trying to bring content that adds value to anyone who's listening or watching and so um if you guys want more content like this and let us know give us feedback we want to hear from you guys um reach out to us on instagram or at linfit.com and if you want more guidance in this, if you feel uncertain of your strength, strength and conditioning program, whether you're an athlete or just a, an average individual, uh, we want to help you guys. We're here uh, in our online coaching business at Olympic Coaching to help people in strength and conditioning and in nutrition. And that's we're here to serve you. So we'd love to hear from you guys, but thanks for tuning in today. We'll catch you on the next one.